Hello, world. I'm Greg Bowden. It's a Monday. Here we go again. News, information, comment. You've landed in the right place. Call a friend. Tell them we're on the air. We'll do the news in a minute or so. You know, I think it's intriguing that Jesus Christ talked 10 times more about hell than he did about heaven, and he talked so much about confrontation with demon spirits in his holy word. Why is that? And then the next question is, why don't you hear about it today? Nobody wants to talk about the devil. I was informed by a university president not to talk about Satan or his demons. A Christian university president. What in the world is that all about? People desperately need help. People in every church listening to this broadcast right now, I will assure you, need some form of help in the spirit world. Mm -hmm. Invisible war on the saints, it is. It's also silent. I was excited over the weekend to hear that uh, last Thursday and Friday on Southwest Radio Church, Watchman on the Wall, I talked with Dr. Ken Copley, an expert at his new book, The Great Deceiver, and calls came in both days. It'll start again today. People want to know what's going on and how can I get some relief, deliverance from the enemy. Get in touch with Southwest Radio Church on that one, by the way. 1-800-652-1144 or swrc.com. The great deceiver. He's out there. He's after us today. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. What great news. What in the world is going on. A U.S. postal worker, 71 years old, stabbed to death. A repeat offender. How often do you hear these stories? Repeat offender on the streets in Oakland, California. Boy, oh boy, only doors. Boy, oh boy, only doors away from her home as she was returning from work at the night shift. Delma Sproul, 71 years old. Walking home as she usually does around 12.30 in the morning after sorting mail at the post office center there in Oakland. She dies on the sidewalk three houses from her almost home. How sad. Repeat offender. Boy, lots of house fires over the weekend taking lots of lives and all of the stories. So sad. One of the worst right here north of us in Fremont, Indiana. A mother Three little children under five years of age died in a house fire Saturday night. Boy, oh boy, you never know, my friend. It's appointed unto man once to die. After this, the judgment. I was with a former member of our church. His wife, 71 years of age, got Alzheimer's, had a stroke, didn't want to live anymore. She died Friday. And, uh, we're going to be having that. Pray about that, my friend. These situations so very, very tough. Life, death. I'm glad I'm a Christian. Well, we can only pray that this one is true. As uh, mail-in President Joe Biden is rumored to soon announce his bid for re-election, the developing investigation getting worse for him every day into these several. That's how the... Lefty Looney's just got several batches of classified documents found in his possession. Could cause absolute turmoil to his re-election ideas. <laughs> and that's all they would be. They said, this, uh, this proves that uh, maybe he is incompetent. Oh, trust me. 
There have been a thousand things that have happened to prove how incompetent this guy is. Good grief, Charlie Brown. I don't know about this stuff. Oh, and I like this guy. He is so right, and what he's talking about is so wrong in America. Republican Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin slammed education officials in his state after seven schools, count them, seven, declined to inform students that they had won National Merit Awards, with the governor arguing the move came in the name of equity. Yeah, right. National Merit Awards are among the most prestigious honors a high school student can receive with just 50,000 students out of the top 1.5 million scores receiving this. Yonkin's administration opened an investigation into the public school system last week, and he also called for an inquiry on how the schools are using public funds. The schools, this is it, have a maniacal focus on equal outcomes for all students at all costs, and at the heart of the American dream is excelling, advancing, stretching, recognizing that we have students that have different capabilities. Well, amen, Governor Yonkin. You've got my vote. I lived in Virginia. Hey, pray for this guy. And surely you're aware that today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, a federal holiday to honor Dr. King. It's also a federal holiday to be designated, and nothing wrong with this. It's one of our five points at the Cross Church Service, National Day of Service. Do we need a nudge here? Whether it's in the community, in the church, roll up your sleeves, get active, you can make a difference. I like that. Oh, and a related story, Boston City officials unveiled their latest monument to Dr. King, a $10 million bronze sculpture depicting the moment Martin Luther King embraced his wife. The problem is, it's just arms. Know that people are saying this is awful, this is horrible, this is, <laughs> it's 22 feet tall and they do not like it. What in the world? Morios, right after this. Okay, it's Christian check time. What did the preacher preach on yesterday? What was the theme of that message? Did you have some prayer requests? What was the top of the list? What was the most important prayer request or those that were uttered? And uh, have any guessed? Did any of them trust Jesus Christ as Savior? Did your church see anybody saved yesterday. And what did you get out of the word, huh? Just some of those things that we should be reporting in on to the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, he knows, but we need to talk to him. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me. Revival in the church, do you think it's needed? Oh, yeah, about weekly. It really does matter. I recall one revival I held over in San Juan, Puerto Rico, where I got a little discouraged. We had a great meeting. The altar filled every night. A lot of uh, members of the Queen's Royal Air Force in uh, England got saved. Oh, that was a great time. They sounded like Paul McCartney, all of them. But I got a bit discouraged. The assistant pastor said this, Only one thing wrong, Brother Patton, with these kind of revivals. And I said, And what would that be, sir? It takes this church about 30 days to get back to normal. Enough said. Well, with each passing day, further damning evidence about the guy accused of killing four students at the University of Idaho. Just hard to get your mind around such a horrible event. 
Brian Koberger's sick experiments and things that he was doing and what they're uncovering. He asked criminals, part of his getting his doctorate, criminology, he asked criminals to recount, did you struggle or fight the victim? How did you travel and enter the location where the crime occurred? Koberger also said, what was the first move you made in order to accomplish your goal? I'm telling you, people, if they can't win this, and yet they say that the defense can shoot holes in so much of this and he may get off. What in the world is happening in the new America? You know it's a flood of evil. This guy is as guilty as, oh, where is my gun? Awful plane crash in Nepal. We're not sure exactly what happened. This thing just a mile from the airport takes a veer to the left into a gorge. 68 people killed. Yeti Airlines crash while attempting to land. Boy, just, they have that all the time, and the government refuses to do any investigation into the airline industry there, and it's awful. In the deadliest civilian attack in Ukraine in months, a Russian missile strike on a nine-story apartment building. How off! This is just terrible, people. Killed 30 people. Not only are they cold, no heat, no lights, all that Russia's doing. What a way to die. Ukraine. And here we go again. Further evidence, the end is near to a little study on what's happening in Switzerland starting today, the annual World Economic Forum. Uh-huh. Jesus is coming soon. What else is happening? The FAA, rightly so, has launched an investigation after two planes nearly collided on a runway at JFK yesterday. They said it had been the worst air disaster in the history of America had it come about. More than 80,000 Israelis protest in Tel Aviv against the new right-wing government's plan to revamp the judiciary. China said nearly 60,000 people died of the pandemic since it dropped its restrictions in December. That doubles the previous official toll. A winning ticket of $1.35 billion in the jackpot was claimed in May on Friday the 13th. It's the first time a jackpot has been won in that state. I find stuff like this very interesting. I think you should, too. There's a little engine out there. It's going to upend the $400 billion engine industry. It's called the X-Engine. It delivers up to 10 times the power-to-weight ratio of engines today, plus up to 30% more fuel efficiency. Boy, it's a tiny thing. No wonder its creators at Liquid Piston have already secured $30 million in contracts and 79 different patents. Oh, wow. Hey, I was thinking this Monday for some reason about being humble, about embarrassing situations. Yeah, embarrassing. You had one recently? Have you been humbled recently? Have you been embarrassed recently? Every time I start to feel kind of good about the way things are going in my life and ministry, the rug comes out from under. What is that all about? Sometimes you think too much. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Some people think that I'm tough on certain ethnic groups and maybe even a racist. Oh, I've been called that more than once. Why is that? We have five black children living in this house. They're my grandkids. and. 
The teenagers have the highest regard for Grandpa. Anyway, I was going to a store. I think I've shared this before, but it's in Portnoy, going to a store, and, and this big uh, black gal was coming out. She was looking at me a little strange, and I thought, uh, I wonder if she has heard something about, <laughs> and then gets on yourself, right? Heard about me or my radio show or something, or that I'm the bad guy. So I'm walking, and she's walking toward me. I kind of moved to the right, and she moved to her left. What is going on? I mean, when I was younger, I could take her. <laughs> what a, Oh, stupid thoughts. Anyway, I kept trying to outmaneuver her, and before I know it, we were face-to-face. -face. No, we were nose-to-nose. -nose. I thought, now what? She leaned over, said, sir... Your zipper's down. Oh, boy. Talk about <laughs> both embarrassing and humbling, and Lord forgive me for whatever thoughts were going through my mind through all of this. Hey, this one didn't happen all that long ago either. We were at a restaurant. We go out a lot after Sunday service. People get together. We go out, and basically for the fellowship, we have warm food, seriously. Just a good time together. Well, some extra people arrived. Table wasn't big enough. I was going to slide to the end so this one man could be with his wife, and before I knew it, my treasure in the church, for some reason, pulled the chair back. Oh, yeah. Totally humiliating. 74-year-old senior citizen rolling around on the floor in the restaurant. <laughs> I did that to a waitress one time by error. She was fixing a table. I thought she wanted to get the chairs out of the way. I did the same thing. I'm still trying to live that one down two years later. But I'm telling you, God can humble you <laughs> anytime he wants. Oh, yeah, they helped me up, and I acted like I was fine. <laughs> Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Gus Dan, you're listening to Hello World, coming your way each day at this time, brought to you by this local station at the Cross Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Tell a friend about the program and join us. Continue to pray and support us if you can. Thank you very much. And if I may, get a plug in here for our other ministry, Southwest Radio Church. God is blessing. Had some great messages on our Facebook page over the weekend. We're going to be out in Wichita, Kansas, uh, what, I think it's in May. Dave sent a message last night. Dr. Patton, I'm so joyous to see you're going to be speaking at a conference in May at sunrise here in Wichita, Kansas. I'm getting the word out. I'm going to offer my help there to Dr. Linstead, should he need any assistance. Can't wait to hear your messages in May, and I hope I can get a bit of your time just to say hello. Praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord for you, sir. And then someone wrote, I am looking forward to Greg Patton's next book. The interview he had with Dr. Copley was so good both days. I really appreciate Southwest Radio. Pray for Christian ministries on the radio and television. What a blessing. Thank you. Let me ask you something. Do you think that we are too much like the world today and too little like Jesus Christ? 
I have said throughout my revival ministry in America that I believe the church is about 10 years behind the world. We keep adapting accordingly. You know, I think we're in need of transformation or revival, that all Christians have a tendency to go on hold or stall out, content with the level of the life where it is right now. That's what Christians do. This happens frequently in the lives of individual believers, and entire churches go that route. We know that when Christ gets a hold of a person or a church, revival occurs. Scripture teaches that sin is forgiven, mercy is shown, and lives are made like new. All the way back to 2 Corinthians 5.17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Well, what happens when you get something from God special? You have a revival in your heart. There are seasons when growth stalls, however. As believers, we have that new standing in God, but our life in the world doesn't always reflect that. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, be good reading today. You know, the Apostle Paul knew that an ongoing revival had stalled in the lives of the Corinthian believers. In response, he wrote a very tough letter to them about the nature of the gospel and how it was supposed to be lived out in the course of life. Paul's letter to the Corinthian church seems to be as applicable today as ever. As in any generation, God's children are in a position where they can stall out, and the reasons seem to be universal. I remember we had an old Chevelle years ago. Oh, that was a tough time. That thing was a mess. Even the back floorboards were rotted out. Many times I'd look in the back seat to make sure that the kids were still there. I remember being on the bypass here one day, and yep, right in the middle of traffic, she stalled out for the last time. Just shoved it off to the side, called a record service, off to the junkyard it went. We had a terrible car. It stalled at the worst times, like this, in the middle of an intersection. Are you kidding me? The only way to get a stalled car to start again, you had to open the hood and slam it back down. I'm a real mechanic and that stuff. It was odd. It was embarrassing. But we didn't have the resources to get anything any better. No money. Been there, done that. So we had to endure with something that stalled at the most inopportune times in our life. Despised that thing after a while. You know what can happen to a church? I despise a stalling church. When I see the spiritual growth of my church just go on hold, it's not fun. Christians are to experience the new life every day. The connection to Christ is a guarantee that change is going to be continual. The eternal reality that we were saved from sin should have a daily effect on our life in this world, but sometimes it stalls. Yes, it does. The first letter to the Corinthians was probably tough for Paul to write, tough for the church to read. They were in the midst of a city known for all kinds of wrongs. Many of us live, work, worship in cities like Corinth. Sadly, the moral code became the moral code for many Corinthian believers. You know, I'm often forced to admit that a stalling effect has taken place in my own life. Revival is needed. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3, Brothers, I wasn't able to speak to you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as babies in Jesus Christ. I fed you milk, not solid food, because you weren't able to receive it. In fact, you're still not able, because you're still fleshly. You know, I look at people, I told the congregation yesterday, I see two people there. See this man, there's two of them, one in the flesh, one in the spirit. That's true of every believer. 
Paul said, for since there is envy and strife among you, oh, really, envy and strife, you are not fleshly and living like ordinary people? That's the question. 1 Corinthians 3, read it. The members of the church there had placed their faith in Christ and moved from darkness to life. Praise the Lord. But what happened? They need to be revived. They lost their salvation. I don't think so. They lost the forward momentum of their daily lives. Folks, in the process of discipleship, we need to orient people to the reality of a war out there. Romans 8, 8 and 9 says, those whose lives are in the flesh are unable to please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God lives in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Once a Christian, the Spirit lives within us, but the old self still wars against this transformation in our lives. It's a battle and a process that will continue on into eternity. I believe our church, the cross in Fort Wayne, Indiana, has been a revived church, and we have chosen to pursue changes for ourselves, and church communities reflect what is possible through the work of Almighty God. I think 1 Corinthians gives us a portrait of what our church members must guard against in order to experience the fullness of the transformation that God intends for us. Maybe we need to pray a little more often. Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if, and I think that should be when, see if there be any wicked way in me, and God lead me in the way everlasting. What a prayer. Got to repeat that several times a day. Yeah, it can be tough for all of us, my friend. How you doing? We all know that the believer cannot be transformed without the truth, so you got to be saved. First John 8, 32, you shall know the truth. It'll set you free. Time in God's Word, then, is a necessity for our spiritual exercise. Church members must not fall into the trap of thinking that, hey, group study's enough, Sunday morning's enough, Sunday night's enough. I think everyone should be involved in a Bible study of some sort, be exposed to some strong biblical preaching, but don't leave out your personal time with the Word of God. It's a quick path to stalling your spiritual transformation. Exercise, going to get this thing going, are you? Begins with prayer. In another letter, Paul wrote, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition, supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Philippians 4, 6. Prayer, so important to change lives, to change churches. We'll talk more about this on Hello World for tomorrow, but uh, yeah, good start, isn't it? Bible, what'd you get out of the Word today? Oh, you need it, my friend. And, and number two, prayer. Are you really praying, and what are you praying about? Do you have a biblical prayer going? Just two of five things we continually teach and preach at the cross in Fort Wayne. I want to talk more about a revival needed for your church tomorrow, so tell a friend about the broadcast, and you join us tomorrow for that as well. Hey, here's an idea. Need a ride home near a restaurant that delivers like Pizza Hut? Uh, order a pizza and then get a ride home with the pizza driver. I like it. Okay, it's true. They caught me talking to myself. Some people say, why would you do that? Sometimes I need expert advice. <laughs> I'm kidding and this will tell you how old you are on this date, 1957, The Gumby Show. Remember that? 
a claymation children's TV program debuted on NBC. I've had my say. I pray the remainder of your Monday is a wonderful one. Thank you so much for listening to this broadcast. Many of you make an appointment each day at this time. Again, thanks so much. We are blessed. Tell a friend about the broadcast, if you will, and join us again tomorrow right here, same time, same place. Until then, get active today in the Lord's Army. And that's the way it is, January 16th, 2023. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. May you enjoy the remainder of your day.